This is the Adoptive Mom Podcast. Adoption may look different for each family, but we need solidarity from other crazy people who took this leap. And that is what we do here. We encourage, we build up, we share the wins and losses. We lean on each other and we get through this together. Thanks for joining us. the Adoptive Mom Podcast. I'm Alex Fitton, and I'm back after a week of my husband taking over the mic for this season's Dad's episode. And you guys, it was so good, right? He and Peter did an incredible job talking about how adoptive and foster dads lead their families well and support us as adoptive moms. If you haven't listened yet, definitely add it to your queue and considering having your man listen too. This week, we are sitting down with Jenny Para of Our Family Vine. Jenny is an adoptive mom and a YouTuber, and she and I had an incredible conversation that we will get to in just a sec. But first, I want to remind you about the AMP merch for sale in our shop, including the newest t-shirt design, which I'm super proud of, the Real Mom Tee. You guys, it comes in three different colors, and it is such a cool reminder that we are real moms, no matter how many stupid comments we get from strangers indicating otherwise. So go and grab yours ASAP at theadoptivemompodcast.com slash shop and check out all of the other designs as well. All right, let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Adoptive Mom Podcast. I am thrilled to death to be sitting down with someone who um, I've, I've followed you guys for a little while. And when I reached out to you, it turns out that you were already like in the adoptive mom community, which is so fun because I was like, oh my gosh, well, like, you know, there you go. Uh, welcome to the show, Jenny. How's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yes. And it's so much fun to see how much you guys do. Like you guys are like on YouTube, you have a website, you're on social media, like <laughs> You guys are like showcasing adoption in such cool ways. I cannot wait to hear all about it, but just take a second and tell us about yourself and your family. Okay. Um, Caesar, I'm married to Caesar and we've been together for married for 20 years and um, we have our oldest. She's a teenager. Her name is Gabby. She's actually our rainbow baby. We had previously lost our first pregnancy and then Gabby came and um, she's 17 now then we adopted domestically, um, private domestic with uh, Jonathan, who is now 10. And then we adopted through foster care with Koda and Kaya. Uh, who, and oh, so, sorry. They, I'm sorry. I forgot. They are nine and seven. Yeah. So like you've done this in a few different ways, which is always like my favorite thing to talk about because you know, all of these different realms and you're so relatable in different ways. Like you're like, you want to talk about private adoption, been there. You want to talk about foster care, been there. And so, uh, I can't wait to just hear about your whole story. So yeah, tell us like, take us back to the beginning. Uh, why did you guys decide to adopt all the way to now? Okay. Um, Caesar and I are college sweethearts. We met, um, in college and, um, actually adoption was, I know a lot of people always say, Oh, I wanted to adopt, you know, like since I've been little. And um, we've always heard about adoption, but in our families, it's not a big thing. You know, it's something that you read about or you see. And, um, you know, we got pregnant with our first pregnancy. There were twin boys. And, you know, um, unfortunately, towards the end, I was about 37 weeks pregnant and they passed away. 
in utero. So I had um, to still deliver them. And so, yeah, that was pretty hard. That was, um, uh, you know, so after we delivered them, we tried to get pregnant and um, it was for some odd reason was difficult for us to get pregnant. You know, every time I kept thinking, Hey, you know, I'm pregnant. And, um, you know, you would get the negative test, even though you think, Oh, it's this time, you know? And, um, so then, you know, honestly, we still had all our twin stuff because it's kind of hard to let go, you know? And, uh, so when we, one day I was at work and it had been three years and I still wasn't, we, we got physicals and everything. We still weren't getting pregnant. So, you know, he, his parents gave us kind of this, maybe you guys should kind of put their stuff away, kind of like give it, you know, put it away and, you know, and kind of see if that works, you know, kind of a let go kind of thing. And so while I was at work, Caesar had done it and cleared off all their stuff. I came home and it was shocking to see that it honestly was like letting go all over, you know, and, um, sorry. <laughs> no, girl. Um, uh, so that was hard. And, um, and that was in 99 and, um, it was kind of like letting go and letting God, you know, you let go and I'm not kidding. Within two months, I found that I was pregnant and, um, and we didn't do anything special or anything. It was just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, right. (laughs) I mean, some people think, you know, maybe it was, you, you could believe it with, with faith. Like it was God. You had to let go and let God. Some people, you know, obviously were like, well, maybe mentally by letting go, your body was ready to receive a new baby, you know, um, depends on what you, you know, what you want to believe. Um, obviously I believe in the let go like God and, and, um, and I, um, the crazy thing is I had had a dream and there was my twins and they said they were fine. And towards the end of my dream, they said, they brought me to, um, they walked away. They said they were fine. And I saw them playing with this little girl in my dream. And I woke up and I just told Caesar, you know, I don't know. It's a feeling, but whenever we do get pregnant, when that happens, it's going to be a girl. I just know it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, sure. So then, you know, I, when we found out we got pregnant, um, not only was she a girl, she's born on the exact same day they were born. So they wow. share the same birthday. They, um, she has their middle names as their name. Um, and so that was like, wow. So she was a rainbow baby born on the same day as her brothers. And then um, after that, uh, I had to, I had a, a placenta previa in that pregnancy with my, with Gabby. So, um, and I was hemorrhaging and they had to remove my placenta. And, um, so I had a partial hysterectomy. And so honestly, then we thought, okay, then it's just the three of us. I can't have any more kids. Um, and you know, we're okay. You know, so a year, a few years passed and I just kept having this feeling like, um, no, we're not done. You know, like this, I don't know. It's like this overwhelming calling. I don't know you know, like, like, no, we're not done. I kept hearing this voice. You're not done. But obviously I couldn't have any more kids. I was like, it has to be adoption. Like, this is what I'm feeling. 
But that is something Caesar and I had never discussed in our marriage, like before coming together, it was that. And, um, but as that feeling kept getting stronger, I finally one day, you know, had a talk with him. I sat him down and I said, what do you think about adoption? And, um, you know, he really had to think about it and he asked for time. And I completely respected that because I already had sat with the idea for a while, you know, like that feeling and, and thought about it. And I just, you know, out of respect, I wanted to give him his place, his time with um, what he thought. And honestly, obviously with adoption, it's not something, you know, only one person, like if you're married, you can't do it by yourself, right? you know, and you don't ever want to bring a child in a situation where it's only one parent over another. So if we were going to do this, it had to be both of us or we wouldn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, we're big believers of signs too, like, you know, that something's going to happen or something will show. And, um, and so he just asked for time. He's like, can I sit with this? Can I think about it? You know? And I was like, absolutely take all the time you need, you know? And he did, I'm talking months. Like he really thought about it. He prayed about it because he wanted to do the right thing too, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, months had passed and, you know, I finally brought it up again and, you know, he, he was like, I'm, I'm ready. You know, like he was like, I want to do this and he cried. And it was like, yes, you know, I've got what I was looking for. And I, I feel like this is something, you know, that we should do. And, um, you know, we, Caesar and I, our background, um, like what we do when we work, we work around kids. Like we, like our whole lives, <laughs> you know, we've always been around kids. So I knew like, he's loved so many kids like his own. He treats them like his own, every kid that he's worked with or coached or anything. And so I know like he had that, you know, but he wanted to sit with the idea. And, and so when he came and he said, yes, I'm ready. We were like, okay, so what should we do? Should we do private adoption, international and, or foster care? And so at that time we looked at all options, you know, and we sat with Gabby too, and we explained what adoption is. And I think she was about five or six at the time. And, um, she was so excited. She was so excited. She wanted a sibling. She was like, yes, you know, and um, so uh, we decided to go with private domestic for the first, um, our first adoption. And we decided we'd give it a year, you know, because for, I don't know anywhere else, but in California, once you do your home study, it's only good for a year. And once the year passes, you're, you would have to redo a whole brand new home study all over again. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, give it a year and we'll just see what happens. And we were open to um, any race. And the only thing was a boy. That was the only thing that we had specified. So, um, and we wanted it locally, you know, in California, just so that it would um, be easier to travel. Yeah. And we, that was like in, in the, in June. Um, I'm sorry. It was, yeah, it was May actually, um, of 2000 and let's see, 2010. So we were like, okay. And we would get some calls and be like, oh, you might match. Like, you know, we worked with a facilitator and she was the one who worked with all the birth moms and tried to find matches. And every so often we would get a call and, oh, you know, you, it's a possible match. Um, but then they would, you know, pick somebody else or, or, um, I believe maybe they kept their baby too. So we're like, okay, you know, cause we believed 
whatever baby is going to come our way is supposed to come, you yeah. know, if this was meant to be. So after a year, uh, almost a year, it was April and it was a good Friday of that April, 2011, we get a call and, you know, we were right next to May and I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to happen. And nope, we get a call and he was born already. There is a baby boy that is born and, um, the, the birth parents would like to meet you guys, but he's in Minnesota. And um, we're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Great. We're excited. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're like, that's fine. And uh, so um, we're like, okay. And so we, you know, um, we like got a red eye. We were able to fly out that night. And the thing is they still had, we still had to be pres- like meet the birth parents and then they still had to choose us. I mean, because it's one thing when you look at, at the time it wasn't social media or it wasn't video, it was pictures and like written stuff. So, right. um, they wanted to meet us. So when we went there, um, and they said, just go in the hospital room, like you walk. Cause I was like, what do we do? Like when we get to the hospital, do we, are we waiting on someone? They said, no, ask to see her go to her, go to her room and then just go in there and just meet. And, um, we're like, okay, well, all right, let's do this. So we did, we, um, we flew in there and, and, um, got ready and it was the three of us, me, Caesar and Gabby. And yeah, it, it's, it's such a surreal experience. Cause you're like, okay, I'm walking into this room, you know, and you have all these feelings and you walk in and wow. Like we met and, oh my God, she was a, just the nicest, sweetest mom. And she just had so much love for him, you know? And I just, I felt I like I could just like I just wanted to hug her like I just I I felt all the emotions you know that she was feeling and she was trying so hard to be strong you know and she um and the birth father was there as well and we all got to meet and they just talked about wanting you know him to have the best life you know and so they chose you know us as their adoptive parents and that is something that we always share with Jonah uh, Jonathan is um you know, was that she, they just, they chose us to be your parents and they loved you that much, you know? And at the time he didn't have a name. He was just baby boy a, and, you know, she, she said, I didn't give him a name because I thought you guys might have a name for him already. And we've always liked the name, you know, Nicholas, but I thought it would be me. You know, I talked to Caesar. I'm like, let's all name him together. I mean, that would be such a moment, like, and have them be part of it. And so we did ask, and um, if we could name him together. And so the birth mom chose Jonathan. She's like, I always like the name Jonathan. And it was Gabby who said Nicholas Jonathan. No, she said Jonathan Nicholas. She said yes that's his name. So it was, it's a beautiful pairing. Like we chose a name, they chose a name and then Gabby just put it (laughs) in the the order. She felt like that was his name. And, um, so that was, uh, so at the hospital, once that happened, um, they did have like, a some family time with him and some alone time and um, they actually gave us a room in the hospital. They even gave me like a hospital band, you know, and everything. They gave us a family room because the person that deals with the adoption at the hospital was gone for the weekend. So we actually had to stay in the hospital. 
with him. And so um, he was just going back and forth between the room and we got to, you know, really get to know them a lot too. And then, um, then they had a final meeting and um, it is a, they wanted just a semi-open adoption. So um, they wanted to just um, receive letters and pictures and updates. And, you know, we have all their information and they're like, when he's older and if ever he wants to meet, we will be ready. And we're ready for that too. It is completely up to him, you know? And um, so after that, we adopted him and um, everyone welcomed him. It was amazing. He's this amazing kid. (laughs) Um, And he is, um, he is African-American and he was a newborn. And I don't know if I said I'm Filipino, my husband's Mexican. So it was just like a nice little, <laughs> got the UN over there, these, right? All these nationalities. Um, so it was great. It, uh, then, um, one thing my sister-in-law pointed out was out of all the places that we could have adopted, he was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is a twin city, which then made us think of our twins. <laughs> so it was like, wow, out of out of every place that he could have been born, he was born in a twin city. So um, that was kind of neat, kind of took us back to the twins, you know. And yeah. um, so then after that, um, I think a year went by, maybe almost two, and we decided to adopt again, you know, and, you know, sat with, well, Jonah was about two at the time, Gabby. Gabby and Jonah are about six to seven years apart. So um, she was about nine and we said we were going to do it again. She was so excited. She actually was more excited than we were. And we were like, well, let, we want to sit on it. We want to do it. And she goes, uh, she, I have letters that she would write on our bathroom mirrors that if we open, it would say, please adopt, you know, and, and we'd be like, oh, that's so cute. That's so sweet. You know, like she's really into this. She's really excited. And, you know, cause she's a kid that we're like, oh, you're so cute. And then I guess, you know, she wrote this very long heartfelt letter and said, and especially Jolie and I, but it was like, I know you keep saying it's cute, but I'm really, honestly, I'm serious. Please consider it. Please at least go to the class, you know, and, um, she was nine? And start this. She was nine. Like I have this letter. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I have this letter. And she was completely serious. And it was like her feelings were written out. And she was like, please consider it really like be serious, not joking. You know, she's a kid. You're kind of like, yeah, sure. That's so cute. But she was like, please consider it. So we did. And we were like, okay, you know, we're going to go to the orientation. We're going to go through the foster care program. We're going to go through the orientation. She was so excited. And we were like, wow, because in Los Angeles, I didn't know at the time, but Los Angeles is like one, if not the biggest foster care system in America, I think, if not one of the top, they have, um, you know, and I didn't know that until I went to the orientation. So we're like, wow, you know, um, you know, honestly, when you go into foster care, it's like, if it goes into adoption, okay, but if not, that's okay. Like you're, it's here, you're here for the child. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to give you know, whatever child comes into your home, all the love that you can for however long it's going to be, whether it's temporary or it's forever. It's just, you know, um, just to know that there were so many kids out there, you know, in our community that needed our help. And I would 
had no idea, you know? And so when we did it, we went through the classes and everything and we went through an agency and we were open to, again, any, um, any race, uh, a boys, um, that we were hoping just as long he was younger than Jonathan, because we mm-hmm. did want to keep the, the ages kind of the same birth and order, yeah. birth order. Exactly. So when, um, we got the call, you know, they said he, we, a little boy, he needs to be placed and, but he's just only a year younger than John, your son is your son, Jonathan, is that okay? We were like, of course, because we always felt when that phone rings and whoever he needs our help on the other line, we were going to say yes. So he came and, and it was funny because before he came, Gabby kept saying, let's, let's do like more than one. Let's do two, you know, a brother and a sister. And I'm like, well, let's ease into this. <laughs> let's try with one. And um, so when Cody came, they brought him, he was two and a half. And instantly just you know fell in love and you just want to protect him and you just love on him and it was he really attached to Gabby actually Uh, my daughter he followed her around everywhere he was uh no matter where she went he just followed her and that's where he found you know the comfort you know was uh with her and he came in and I call him my little man because he was two and a half and at the time he was he was nonverbal and he came and he, you know, Caesar was still putting together his toddler bed because we only had a playpen because we thought he was, we were going to have a baby. But once he, you're over two, you need a toddler bed. So when I got a toddler bed, I had to go out and go buy one really quick. So Caesar was still putting it together when he came and Coda came and started helping Caesar put it together. He was just handing him tools, you know, I was like, look at, he's like a little man trying to <laughs> already like help you out. So he, after he'd been with us for like two weeks, um, we had a phone call from the caseworker saying he has a baby sister and we want to put them together. And if his case goes to adoption, um, you know, would you be, would you guys adopt them? And we're like, absolutely. Um, they're like, okay, good. Cause you know, he's a baby sister. We want to keep them together. And we're like, okay. Um, so she, they brought her over a few days later, we had to run, get everything ready for a newborn. And she came and she was just under three months old. And, um, you know, Coda was, was so excited to see her. He would just wouldn't stop staring at her, you know, and it was amazing. And that's, you know, how they all came into our home, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, well, I'm crying. So especially <laughs> when you're talking about your son, I'm like over here trying to, uh, yeah. Anyway, keep it together, man. Uh, that's incredible. And so you guys, are you still an open home or are you closed now? We're closed. Uh, we only have a, a three bedroom home. So all of <laughs> we can't fit anywhere. <laughs> that's all we have. That's all that we have room for. And um, so, yeah, well, you know, if, if maybe down the road, if, you know, never want to close the door or close a book on that. So um Definitely, if the if it if we can again, then something that we will definitely consider. In the meantime, we're having fun with the four we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine you have your hands full. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's so cool. So, is Gabby satisfied? Is she still writing oh. letters, or is she oh, like yeah. happy as a clam? 
extremely happy. Oh, when she found out that a little baby girl was coming, oh my gosh. We were like, okay, stop praying. Okay, there. Ta-da. <laughs> we're like, there it is. And so she was she was really excited. Oh man. So um yeah. yeah and then definitely. what ethnicity are the are the two youngest? They are half when they came, they said they are half African American and half Latino, but not sure what Latino side they are. So we ended up just doing a 23 and me on all the kids. Um and to find out because, you know, I would love to tell them, you know, this is what you are. Like, this is what your ethnicity is, because I just didn't want to give them a generic Latino. You know? like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it, it's been great. That's really awesome. Um, okay. So tell us about how you guys are sharing this gorgeous family of yours, like all the different ways and what that's been like for you. Um. Yeah, so we decided to share our story. And like I said, hearing about, you know, in LA being huge in the foster care world, I was like, maybe we should share a story and hopefully people will start, you know, inquiring about, you know, foster care or adoption. And if they can see kind of a glimpse of the life of what an adoptive family goes through, you know, that would be something that they would want to know more about. You know, if you can help a child, like one child, then, you know, that's, that's pretty much what we were doing it for. And so we started sharing our story. And of course, we asked the kids, is this okay? Um, Obviously, we don't go into detail with their story. You know, you know how it is, (laughs) right? You know, that's their story. And, but we do, when I say we share their adoption story, um, I mean, the process of like their Mm -hmm. first day, their arrival, that kind of stuff. And um, so we started doing that on YouTube. And then from there, we slowly started going into the Instagram and, and, you know, sharing our story. And I actually didn't think about doing like a Facebook page, but we had done a collaboration with another big YouTube adoption family who, by the way, are amazing. Like I reached out to them, not thinking, I mean, they're huge. And I was like, I love them because I had watched their, their YouTube channel for a while. And they were like such an inspiration of how they like shared their story. So I was like, you know, I'm a big fan, like what advice do you have? And, you know, in case I haven't mentioned their crazy pieces. And (laughs) um, so who doesn't know them? And uh, so she, they gave me advice, like, you know, they were like, just be yourself and, you know, be consistent and, and, um, and make sure, you know, that you share what they, you know, what only what you want to share. And yeah. so then when we did the a collaboration with them, um, they uploaded it to their Facebook page. So then I was like, oh, okay, I should have, maybe I should have a Facebook page. So I like, quickly I had it one kind of started but not really and um so that's how uh we had gotten people to follow us on um on Facebook but yeah it's been a great journey so far and actually we've only had positive I know a lot of people sometimes get a lot of negative stuff but honestly we have just had an amazing experience with people in our community or people who have reached out people who have asked us advice people who have asked us advice in LA, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, we still keep in touch and help out with the agency that we worked with as much as we can, you know, and um, yeah, that's exactly, you know, 
definitely been a good experience, met other families that are adoptive, you know, so it's, it's been great, especially for the kids, you know, that for them to see a family that had adopted kids that meant a lot to them too. Yeah. Well, clearly people are big fans. Uh, You guys have, (laughs) you know, huge followings all over social media, which is really cool. And I think one of the coolest things is that because adoption is such a like white dominated, not field because it's not like an occupation, but like situation, I mean, it's so cool to see representation that like more people adopt than just white people. And you guys are showcasing that to other people in your community, especially in LA where it's so diverse, like, Hey, we are here too. You guys can do this too. And I just, I think that's so, so cool. Have you guys had any cool experiences with that? Just sharing your lives on YouTube and your, you know, your vlogs and on Instagram and everything like that. Yes. Um, people have like, they won't even know that I'm Filipino, you know, a lot of them are like, Oh, you're Filipino, you know, or, you know, Caesar is Mexican. And it does, there aren't many families that I have found on on social media that are, um, like minorities that are, um, that have adopted, you know, uh, another minority child, you know? So, um, it's great. And it's like, Hey, we're here. You could do it. You know, it's, and, and if we could do it, you could do it. And, you know, because I know in our communities in the Filipino community, um, at least, you know, in my family and in Caesar's family, it is not, no, we are the first in our families to adopt. So it was good to kind of break that mold and be like, Hey guys, you know, um, we did it. This is our family and, you know, and it's great and it's wonderful. And, um, consider it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if I'm counting correctly, you have at least four different cultures going on in your family. So I imagine that that's been really fun for you guys to bring all of those different flavors into your home as well. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, obviously because I'm Filipino, they do know a lot about the Filipino culture and the Filipino foods. And then of course the, all the Mexican traditions and Mexican food and a little bit of Spanish. Um, and a little bit of Tagalog. And when we did the 23 of me, you know, we found out that they have a lot of Nigerian blood. So we started introducing Nigerian food, you know, um, into like our meals. And then Jonathan has, um, shows that he has a lot of, you know, ancestral background in Jamaica. So we're like, you know, we, and we add Jamaican food. So, and, you know, we're trying to, um, incorporate as much as all of our cultures, not you know, food is a good way because it's an easy way to introduce kids to, but books and, you know, um, you know, sporting events, you know, we're big soccer fans. So we will cheer for all the the world (laughs) pretty much, you know, with the Olympics, we were cheering on everybody, (laughs) everybody. So it's, it's great. Cause you know, even for them, you know, uh, my kids love tracks. So no, you know, and Jonathan's like, they're from Jamaica. I was like, oh, you guys are fast. This is amazing. They're like the top runners. And he's like cheering them on and we're cheering them on too. So, and he knows that he, you know, he's from Jamaica or has family from Jamaica. And so he, that's great that he gets to tie that in together, you know? So it's, it's kind of (laughs) cool. That's one of the coolest things about adoption is that we get to have so many different cultures and experiences and backgrounds in our home, and we can celebrate those things together and like create a true melting pot. And I just, I just love that you guys are, uh, I don't know, bringing us along the ride. So, (laughs) 
Um, that's really cool. And by the way, I don't even think you mentioned what it's called. You, our family vine is your channel. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and we'll be sharing that of course, in the show notes and everything, but I just wanted to plug that. Cause I was like, I don't think she actually said it. But. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny that, you know, for safety reasons, we weren't sharing our last name, but then obviously it's everywhere. So it, it, it you can't stop it, but so to say it wasn't hard to find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the reason we had picked vine was obviously, you know, it, it is biblical and it's the strength of a vine together, but it's actually our last name translated from Spanish. And yeah. that's what vine means. So I was like, Hey, it all kind of goes together and we're stronger together and, you know, and it's our last name. So <laughs> You know, that's really cool. And I'm embarrassed to say that I thought it was after the social media platform vine. And so oh, I, you know what? It's funny because yeah, a lot of, I I've gotten that too. And if you look us up, I think it takes you to like the top vines. Like if you like Google, that's why I thought you go to, yeah, right. right. Well, cause it was hard. I mean, it was, I, I say hard. It was not that hard to find your last name. All I just searched our family vine names. Right. <laughs> and then it came up. So then I was like, oh, it must be after they must have had a vine back in the day. That's hilarious. Uh, it has much deeper meaning, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, are you cool with getting into these closing questions I have for you? Oh yeah, of course. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, thinking back to the beginning, if you could talk to, you know, what a 2000, even 1999, Jenny, what oh, would you, goodness. what would you tell her at the beginning of this journey? Um, that, well, first, since I was grieving, obviously, but just you're, you're, it's going to be beautiful, like stick around for the ride, because it is going to be amazing. And, and, you know, uh, keep your faith, and just take it day by day, if you have to, and um, you're going to love the outcome, you're going to love the journey and the ride that you're about to be on. (laughs) I love that. I think that sometimes we can get, especially as adoptive moms, we get so caught up in the day to day because we have to, I mean, that's survival, right? And it's so hard to zoom out a little bit and be like, this is such a small piece of that journey, you know? Um, and that can be that that's a perspective that can be hard to keep. So Mm -hmm. it's good advice. (laughs) Um, okay. What do you wish you had done differently along the way? Well, it's funny. I did ask that to my husband too. And the biggest thing would be, we wish we did it sooner. We wish we would have, um, did it sooner because, um, yeah, they would have been a little bit closer in age with Gabby, but also just, you know, we would have known how much we just love them and how much fun it is. Yeah. Just wish we would have done it sooner. I love that. Gabby, (laughs) you know, she tried. So (laughs) (laughs) she did. She did. I'm going to have to share that letter. Um, one of these videos, I'm going to share that letter because it's, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Love it. You could have her reading it with like side uh-huh. eye, you know? Oh, she would just like cry. If she <laughs> were to read it, she would even make through it. <laughs> make it through. I Love that. Okay. Uh, how has your tribe or your people, your community, how have they best supported you? And that can include online community, but what's your just favorite way that you've been supported along the way? Uh, just so much outpouring of love. We've always had so much support, you know, um, from our families when we had, when I had to fly over to Minnesota, when we flew out there, you know, and we had to bring Jonathan back to California, we had to go through ICPC. And at the time that was when there was a bunch of furloughs. I don't remember years ago, everyone was getting furloughed and had days off. Well, the office was closed, 
but Caesar and Gabby had to come back. She had to go to school and he had to go back to work. So my dad flew out and we spent like a whole other week in Minnesota. And that was, I'll never forget that. Like he, that, and that's like our family, like you need anything, we have you. And that is both sides. Like Caesar and I grew up in a very, very strong, close family. So um, that is what I've always loved. It's like, no matter what, someone will have our back. Someone will always, you know, help us out no matter what with anything, you know, and that's why they're, all the siblings are pretty much a godparents to our kids. <laughs> I love that. Well, I think it's really cool too when you have like first generation adoptive families like you guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there can be such a learning curve or um I mean just kind of murky waters that people are trying to figure out like what is our role here? What is our place here? And I yeah. I just absolutely love that your family was like, we're going to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. When they could have had their hands, you know, pushed out and been like, Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll take our time with this. But you know, instead they just dove in. I just love that. Yeah, they did. They sure did. That's really cool. Okay. So on the flip side, especially being, you know, a little bit more public facing, like you guys are, what, what are some ways that you've been hurt or misunderstood along the way? I think, um, a lot of the times it's just the adoption lingo or like the word usage. And I think a lot of the times when people say certain things, I don't honestly believe at least the people that we've always come across, they don't mean to be hurtful or say it incorrectly or, or mean to hurt our feelings. Just sometimes, you know, the word real can come up a lot where, you know, where's their real mom or are they real siblings or which one is your real child? Like that is pretty much it. But like I said, I don't, think it was um anything that um they meant to do in a hurtful way it was just and like we learned too like the lingo and what sensitive ways to say certain things you know people saying so why did he the birth mom give him up we don't say give up we say you know choose a plan they chose an adoptive plan and you know just things like that um we've been pretty fortunate and lucky that no one has actually gone like really um, hurtful or attacked us in any way so far. It's yeah. all been more love than anything. Yeah. So. That's a, I actually have a, a t-shirt in the shop that says real mom. And so yeah. that's like, because for that reason, yes. yeah. I mean, it's like last, last I checked real moms do all the stuff that real moms <laughs> do. Like exactly. We're fitting those bill. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you could just sum it all up into just one piece of advice or encouragement that you just want to hand to adoptive mamas in the trenches right now, what would that be? Um, take it day by day, Mm -hmm. you know, don't think too far down the road of what ifs or what, what might happen or are they going to be okay? Like just take it day by day, love them. Just don't take any time that you have right now for granted. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy all the small, small moments that you have with them throughout the day because it goes so fast. Yeah. Beautifully said, Miss Jenny. Um, okay. <laughs> so tell us where we can follow along, where, where can we find you? Um, and of course we'll have it all sh- linked, but you know, if you want to do that while we're still talking, Oh, okay. Where can we find you, <laughs> uh, on YouTube, it's YouTube at our family vine. Same on Instagram, our family vine, Facebook, our family vine, 
we have a little bit of a TikTok, not really much, but it is our family vine. And then of course our blog, which is our family vine as well.com. So easy to find you guys. So easy. Uh, All the same place or all the same name. Um, Okay. So Jenny and I are about to go have a really fun conversation over on Patreon. (laughs) If you're not a part of that community, head to the adoptive mom podcast.com slash Patreon. But until next time, Jenny, thank you so much for joining this. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was such an honor and pleasure being here today. Thank you so much for listening to the adoptive mom podcast. I hope you found encouragement here. I need you to know that you are enough and you're doing a great job. We are all in this together and I am over here cheering you on. Don't forget to check out show notes for this episode and other resources at the adoptive mom podcast.com. Thanks for joining us.